welcome once again, lovely loyal listeners, to another episode of Anime Was Not a Mistake. I'm one of your co-hosts, Jonathan Kwiatkowski, and I have a secret to share. When I was in grade school, I used to go to the cafeteria, munch on orange and banana peels just so someone could notice me, but now I just do it for fun. Yeah, you were a peel girl. (laughs) Mm. I was appealing. Some people won't admit to it, but... Yeah. Mm. <laughs> and you, Dan? Oh, well, I'm Dan, uh, the other host, <laughs> and I'm a, I'm a beefy boy wandering a post-apocalyptic wasteland, yes. thanks, to a, thanks to a gift from a friend. Yes, so, an yeah. early birthday present for Daddy Doo. Uh, yeah. yeah. I'm happy you're happy. Future podcast coverage, just yeah. maybe. All but, uh, 3,000 episodes <laughs> of Fist of the North Steer. Oh my gosh, I'll be getting a fist and that's for sure. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, anyways, uh, we are resuming anime. You have Gundam, and I decided to bring along another pizza preview series. Yes. To uh, show off, we saw episode one of a classic from the 90s, mm-hmm. early aughts, Princess Jellyfish. Yeah, let me double check. Yeah, I think might, it's the early aughts. Might be early yeah, aughts. Yeah, I'm, I'm aging myself. What is a year anymore? But yeah, Princess Jellyfish, which is in a similar vein, I would feel, to Host Club. Mm-hmm. It does not have nearly as, and I know Host Club did not have such a, a solid conclusion this does not really have a conclusion. People have been begging for a season two forever. Maybe our podcasts mm-hmm. will finally grant that wish. Even though I said do not do not wish for anything. Yeah, we, well, yeah. we've willed stupider things into existence. Yes. We got the Fatal Fury game announcement. What did I will last week that was off podcast? Oh, uh, Cats Don't Dance. Yeah, I said, oh, we're watching Isle of Dogs. This would great make a great double feature with Cats Don't Dance. And, and then, sure enough, what is released, and, what and is I, announced by Warner Brothers coming out the vault? Like, you made a comment about Cats Don't Dance, and it was in the context of, like, you know, quality f- physical media releases, yeah. and then, like, the next day they were, uh, oh, here's Cats Don't Dance restored in 4K from the original print yeah. with, like, its colors corrected. Which and it's like, I'll be buying right. and we will be watching, yeah. because <laughs> Scott Bakula as a cat? <laughs> yeah. Sign me up. We get Darla? Who's Jonathan Incarnate? Yes. Big yeah. and loud? Oh. Yeah. It, it a was... movie about Hollywood maybe you'll enjoy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I got the gist of it from YouTube essays, but I've never actually watched it, so... You think I... the Babylon elephant might be in that? <laughs> he probably... There is the an re- elephant. Yeah, yeah. The time frame is correct, yeah. so... Mm. Might be a prequel, a sequel. Anyways, before we get into the anime, smorgasbord of five episodes of mm-hmm. Princess Jellyfish, because it's such a short series, do we have any life news to update our audience with? Um, I have some very small stuff to to plug, uh, yep, yep. but uh, I downloaded a little video game, because <laughs> it was very cheap, called Vampire Survivor, yeah. uh, and it is excellent, <laughs> and it is great for just turning your brain off and and you you fire it up and i think it's even they mentioned this in the trailer in terms of like the reviews that pop up is mm-hmm. like i put it on to play and then the next thing i know it was 3 a.m well it's like a roguelike right it is it is like a roguelite mm-hmm. but you you know combined with like bullet hell but yeah. your character is the source of the bullet hell mm-hmm. so all you can do is move yeah you just all you can do is move your character and yeah no, you you oh. don't. You're not oh. voluntarily. Shooting. Oh, it's just doing automatically. For yeah. You. So you just walk around, mm. um, and and you can just find bonuses to get different projectiles and different weapons and different uh, like speed settings for your character and mm. everything. Uh, but that's all you can do, and you're just facing hordes of demons and zombies and such in these different environments, and it is just very addictive. It just has a very satisfying, like, little gameplay loop. Mm-hmm, Tons mm-hmm. of stuff to unlock, it looks like. Yeah. 
Uh, so I thoroughly recommend it. Yes. It's, it's up for like $5, so go go uh, and check that maybe out. Maybe I should. I mean, I did love Enter the Gungeon back in the day. That's mm-hmm. my favorite roguelike, roguelike shooter. Um, I haven't played it in a while, but I got really into that game for a bit. Of course. Um, recently, though, uh, yesterday I played some Zelda. Today as well, I've made some good progress. I've Ooh. got 101 shrines, mm-hmm. not Dalmatians. And um, I've also got like 700 Karak seeds. <laughs> Okay, so I think I'm almost nearing the end of that. I've almost made a complete loop of the outer world, getting the collectibles, mm-hmm. aside from Death Mountain, and I think I'm going to hold off on the Zora's Domain until I go there after Death Mountain. Oh, yeah, there's um, some icky paint-like uh, goop down I there. I know those Gorons, they're getting real high and they don't want to work. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I learned the secret about what that dragon was. Yeah, you I learned. know I'm 16 months too late, but I think I put the pieces together before then. You figured out the mystery yeah. of the Boohoo dragon. Yeah, the Boohoo dragon mystery, which is a great twist. I love it. Um, I just love how big this game feels. Still barely any underground explored. Yeah. I think I'm going to do that last before I challenge the final boss. Um, I've been doing some sky stuff too. I like it up there. It's a little more scarce, but... Yeah. There's some spheres and whatnot up there. Yeah. No, there's there's lots. Of, I mean, I've um, I think I've I've mostly finished with the surface shrines, aside from like a few labyrinths. Mm-hmm. But I also need to do the sky, and I need to. I have like patches of the underground I need to finish. But there's like, it feels like there's still so much left to do, yes. and I'm not going to go into the end game until I finally, yeah. you know clear that stuff. And then maybe once I finish that, I'll pick up Final Fantasy, which people are still raving about. Yeah. I'll just get there late, as always, but... I'm I'm chugging along in that. Mm-hmm. I'm into, uh, I'm in, like, the desert area now, where mm-hmm. there's some intrigue going on, and, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, I can't say anything without spoiling anything, but it's like, you know, I am in the realm of the beefy boy now, so yes. it's, uh, you know, I, yeah, kind of collected that power, and... But... There's still more intrigue to go because yes. that's not that's not the end of that. No, arc, apparently so. the last arc is like a Shakespearean play. Yeah, so yeah. I'll be enamored with that when I eventually get there. Of but course, yeah, yeah. More games on the horizon. September's right around the corner. Maybe we'll get another direct. Yes, because every direct for every year in September has occurred. You know, we've yes, gotten one every September. Yeah. yeah, we got there's like kind of like a cycle going. So maybe it'll be a Splatoon DLC. We've been waiting for that. And we got a new season of Splatoon. Yeah, the uh, drizzle season? Yeah, un- <laughs> unfortunately some somber news in Splatoon. Team Love lost to Team Money. <laughs> um, we were all shattered by this. Team 1 has won two of the three in mm-hmm. 1 and 2 when the same theme was announced. But I guess people just care more about money nowadays. Hmm. Is is it Fry who keeps losing? Yeah, Fry and Big Man. Shiver keeps winning a lot of them, but mm-hmm. that kind of happens every game. One of them will win a lot more than the other one. And this time we have three. Yeah. But people online are like, give Fry some support. But Fry won this one. Okay. Yeah. Okay. No, Shiver won this one. Never mind. Never mind. Well, Fry was Team Fame. Isn't the next one like a leadership? I, I read that. It might be. They usually do that like the very end of like the cycle. Mm-hmm. Um. I mean, last time we had Chaos versus Order, and Order is going to inspire the DLC. Chaos inspires this game. Yeah. But um, maybe they'll have that, and then they'll have a three-way where Splatoon 4 might go. Yeah. Because yeah, I don't I, see I this series stopping anytime soon. Something like that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I try to... I try to. I only get, like, the tangential news from the squids, but... Yeah. Eh. <laughs> yeah. It's always mm. interesting. Mm. Anything else to share? Um, I did not have a lot of news, uh, so I'm going to bring some Twitter speculation. <laughs> Great. 
the speculation, uh, people have already, in terms of the Pokemon DLC, uh, and I only bring this up because it's something that might pique your interest, mm. uh, the, the, deal, the first DLC, the Teal Mask, is in an area called Kitakami, which shares its name with an actual place in Japan, which is in the Tohoku region, which we have not visited in any game because it would be in between Kanto and uh, Sinnoh, I guess. Um, but that one's fairly obvious. Uh, but then people were speculating about Blueberry Academy mm-hmm. and like, where could that be? And people are actually thinking now that it might be Unova. Yeah. Uh, because the way that Blueberry Academy is written in the original, like, Japanese announcement is the English word blueberry. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, one spiky haired boy, Jason, whatever his <laughs> name is, is. Jason! He seems to have a name that sounds like Drayden, and Mm. obviously he has Duraludon, who looks like the Sky Arrow Bridge. Uh, Someone also pointed out that one of the other characters might be related to our pal Clay, uh, because their name, I think in both languages, is kind of like a some kind of reversal of Clay's name. Mm -hmm. So, maybe. Maybe. Uh, But you are, like, playing a foreign exchange student in Mm -hmm. both cases, so it would make sense that you would be going to America for that one. So, we'll wait and see what happens. And in my research this week, I found out that the candy apple that inspired whatever, Applin? Yes. um, Invented in Newark, New Jersey. Yes, I saw that too. Yeah. Yeah. I said, wow. Look at that. Could be another sign that the the Unova, New York, New Jersey area could (laughs) be coming back. We'll get some rat Pokemon. But who knows? Some cockroaches, yeah. Also opens up possibilities for the first one, Mm because it's interesting to go into a part of Japan that we haven't seen yet. So that'll be be cool. Yep. Uh, Two more little things Mm -hmm. uh, before we continue on to our episode. First thing is I got a trailer for Maestro. The biopic yes. of Bernstein, which I've been waiting for, starring Bradley Cooper. Maybe this will finally be his Oscar. And um, my birthday twin. Oh my god, why can't I remember her name? Emily. Not Emily. It'll come to me. My birthday twin. The the, the Gatsby girl who played oh, Daisy. Yeah. Uh, uh, oh uh, god, uh, I can't remember her name either. Uh, uh, it'll come to me. Anyway, the trailer looked great. This is going to be my sequel to Tar that I've always wanted. Mm-hmm. Um. And I, um, oh my god, it was just on the tip of my tongue. Anyway, and, you know, I love Bernstein. So this will be my tar. This will be my tar too. This will be my Oppenheimer. Of course. And I like that it's uh, a bit more of her story. The woman behind the man. Yeah, it seems to be. She gets top billing. Right. And it's probably uh, for a change from her perspective. Carrie so. Mulligan? Carrie Mulligan, that's there it. There we are. Yeah. yeah, it came to me. Yeah, yep. She was... She was the Gatsby <laughs> the whole time. Daisy, these shirts. Oh, Stop oh. throwing the shirts. Also, the Broadway's taking Gatsby by storm. We're getting two editions of it. One at the paper mill with a star-studded cast, but a CD production team. Mm-hmm. And then one written by Florence and the Machine that's apparently coming right to Broadway. Mm-hmm. So going to be a big Broadway year for Gatsby along with lots of things. Yeah. yeah. Always happy to see Florence and the Machine do yeah. something. Yeah. So. Florence yeah. plus Machine. And then lastly, what do I have here? Oh, I watched a movie. Mm-hmm. I don't remember if it was on Paramount or Peacock, one of them, called Polite Society, that I thought you'd be really into. It's kind of like a Bollywood meets Kill Bill Jr. thing. I've heard of that. I've yeah. seen stuff for Strong it too. female leads about two sisters. One uncovers a plot about her sister's wedding and tries to break it up. And she wants to be a stunt woman, mm-hmm. so the whole movie is about stunts. Okay. And it's very cool, very action-packed, and the stunts and cinematography are very good in it. It's just a fun little romp. 
Yep. Okay, well, yep. you know what's not a fun little romp? Mm-hmm. I've been watching Euphoria. Finally, I win at last on the last episode of season two. It's about time you caught up. You had 16 years. Yeah, and I I loved it. I've mm-hmm. blazed through it in, in a very short amount of time. Ready and to I, go on a carousel? <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's just, uh, I don't know. It was just an amazing show. It was not what I expected. Yes, not it's not a teen drama. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, even, I wasn't expecting full-on... I just wasn't expecting it to be so... You're expecting CW. Yeah, probably. Mm-hmm. That's probably what, what the mental image was, but it, it's definitely so much more than that. Yep. So Beautifully uh, shot, wonderful music, great yeah. acting. Cinematique. Yeah. It's just, it kept me hooked the entire the entire time. Every episode takes like three months to film. Yes. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. We won't see season three until we don't even know. God knows when, well, but... We don't, we don't eh. know. Caught up just in time then. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Well, that's all our news we have today. Mm-hmm. Um, since we have a, a smorgasbord on the menu, mind if we skip the tangent today? Oh, by all means. I have been working on your desert Pokemon prompts, though, mm-hmm. so next week I will share my information with the class. Yes. Yep, and report my findings. But today, let's get into part one of Princess Jellyfish, an 11-episode series. If you remember during our pizza preview, we met the young Clara and her um, group of friends who all board in the same Amamizukan. Um... And then they met a fashionable girl who turned out to be a boy. Mm-hmm. And Clara's mourning the loss of her mother. She's just very um, um, kind of cautious of the world around her, very introspective. Mm-hmm. She's a bit of a neat, as they would like to call her. Mm-hmm. And they've all got their eccentric quirks, which is something we can relate to. And today we're going to continue that series. Of course. Yeah. Uh, so Princess Jellyfish, a little bit of background because this was not included in the pizza preview. Uh, the drawing board is come out dressed as a jellyfish. That's right. I managed to squeeze him into that costume against his will. But he signed the paper so he, <laughs> he knew did. what he was he getting did. into. Yeah. yeah, that's right. That's right. Um, yeah. <laughs> so you have to do it. He's dressed up as Clara the jellyfish. <laughs> and on top of him, it simply says Clara explains it all. Not Clarissa explains it all, but Clara explains it all. Okay. Um, Princess Jellyfish is a Japanese manga series written and illustrated by Akiko Higashimura. Uh, Princess Jellyfish was serialized in Kodansha's Jose manga magazine, Kiss from October uh, 25th, 2008 to August 25th, uh, 2017. Kandasha collected its chapters in 17 Tankoban volumes, released from March 13, 2009 to November 13, 2017. Um, An 11-episode anime television series adaptation produced by Brian's Base, directed by Takahiro Omori. Uh, He has directed many anime series, including Fancy uh, Lala, Koi Kaze, Gakuken Alice, Hellgirl, Natsume's Book of Friends, Bakano, Dorara, and Samurai Flamenco. Um, and written by Juki Hanada, tons of screenwriting credits, including Chobits, uh, Popotan, Fate Stay Night, Kaon, Steinsgate, and many more series slash light novels. Okay. So, you know, another eclectic team paired together. And the series aired in Japan between October 15th and December 31st of 2010 on Fuji Television's Noitamina programming block. Uh, character designs were provided by Kenji Hanama, or Hayama. And the music was composed by Makoto Yoshimori. Uh, prior to the anime, a mini anime version called Go Sisterhood Explorers was broadcast in August of the same year. It had nothing to do with the main storyline, but rather depicted the adventures of the sisterhood as they explored the jungle. 
which okay, okay. which is what we would do yeah yeah it yeah. really has nothing to do but we would have like a horror theme i guess uh the opening theme is koko de uh, dake no hanashi just between us uh by chat manchi and the ending theme is kimi no kire no kizute okore please realize how beautiful you are by sambo master uh, actor Takio Chi makes a special appearance in the anime as Gigi's beloved goods, posters, etc. Like the voice of like the old man mm-hmm. that she's lusting after. And is also listed on the ending credits. Um, I put this down because he has more than 70 film credits. We do not hear him a lot in the series, but uh, includes Lady Snowblood, his final film role in The Tale of Princess Kaguya, which we watched. Okay, awesome. Yep. Awesome. Yep. Uh, a live action film adaptation produced by Asmic Ace Entertainment premiered in Japanese theaters on December 27, 2014. And the film is directed by Tasuke Kawamura, and the script is written by Toshia Ono for that. Um, a 10 episode live action drama series adaptation aired on Fuji TV from January 15th to March 19th, 2018. Uh, the drama is directed by uh, Junichi Ishikawa, and the script is written by Yuichi Ta- Tokunag. Uh, might be cool to check them out because I do love when they do like the live action uh, adaptation. Oh. From, series from of the this. sound of it it's gotten a lot of like it's got yeah. a lot of adaptations and, and it's material like, and stuff we're building up to something huh like maybe a season two down the line yeah i mean it would make sense because is, is this all mostly like recycling through yes. the plot that okay yeah okay so yeah. Uh, reception in 2010 princess jellyfish won the kandasha manga award for best shoujo manga it also was also nominated for the manga taisho award that year um in 2017 it was nominated for the uh, eisner award in the best u.s edition of international materia asia category for its first three volumes it was reported in august 2010 that over 1 million copies of the manga have been sold uh princess jellyfish has been considered one of the best anime of the 2010s by polygon uh, julia lee highlighted its message of everyone is beautiful and interested interesting and it should be a crime to not see yourself that way uh, so a nice feel good to bring us up before i bring us crashing down with of our course. next pick of course so enjoy this time <laughs> <laughs> oh no i i think i okay yeah there's something brewing uh, uh but writing for forbes lauren orncini considered it to be one of the five best anime of 2010 she wrote part coming of age story part project runway design challenge this sweet romantic comedy explores gender identity in a way that still feels observant and fresh crunchyroll staff also included it in such a list um reviewer cara dennison uh, praised its charming art to its heartfelt story and said princess jellyfish is one of those rare precious gems that doesn't depict female otakadom as a unicorn rare but digs into what it really feels like to be a young woman in that walk of life yeah. which is true yeah. we don't get the, mm-hmm. the the girl nerd perspective nope. very often nope. and it's never like it's not portrayed in like a normal way it's always like debbie downer or she's too obsessive or yeah yeah i mean these girls I, are obsessive and they don't like to go out but they'll get past that but yeah but there have been a lot of guy characters who are like that and i, I mean i feel like maybe that's starting to loosen very recently mm-hmm. but i mean this sounds like it would have been one of the first things to kind of go into that so yes. yeah. interesting yeah um uh, recap from the pizza party we meet young Sukumi Kurashita. She lives with her sisterhood of nerdy celibates in Tokyo. She loves jellyfish and has a dead mom. Tons of optimism. Everyone in this home has a unique nerdy quirk and crippling social anxiety, especially when it comes to men. Tsukimi rescues an ailing jellyfish, Clara, from a pet store with the help of a fashionable young lady. After a series of misunderstandings and mishaps, the next morning it is revealed that this lady is just a man with a penchant for wearing women's clothes. Let the adventure begin. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so with that, Dan, any expectations where this series might go? 
Well, it kind of, the first episode was kind of like, I, th- I think, a cliffhanger-ish, mm-hmm. um, and it left me curious for more, because it seems like a very sweet, different little anime. Yeah. Uh, in, with Oron Host Club, like, between all of the jokes that you had sent me over the years, yeah. I had some vague idea. You knew idea, through osmosis, yeah. Yeah, of, like, what, where, like, vaguely where this might go, mm-hmm. what to expect, what, like, the tone is going to be. But with this one, I'm not entirely sure. I don't know. I don't know what to expect. But I, I know that the, you know, the the first episode was certainly very comfy. It was certainly very, you know, uh, just heartfelt. And mm. I feel like we don't get a lot of that on here. So I, I'm I'm interested to see, you know. Where we go. Yeah. 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 Which way the waves crash. Um, I will say before going in, it is a cute series. It's a fun little summer watch. Mm-hmm. But as I told you off air, don't expect any... Um, in stone conclusions for any of these characters. Of Everything's kind of left in the air by the end of these 11 episodes. So if you want to learn more, there is more in the manga. Mm-hmm. Um, only a little bit, but there has been no confirmation for a season two, which I feel like this could deserve. Certainly. I yeah. mean, it sounds like, I mean, with all of the adaptations and stuff, I mean, it seems like there was a market for it. Yeah. So I, I, I don't, I don't know. I, again, maybe we can will it, mm-hmm. but who knows? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, well, we tend to only get stupid things, but <laughs> yeah. things we don't wish for. Yes. Yeah. Uh, anyways, let's go to the Amimizu okay. Let's don our eccentric quirks, minus a penchant for theater. And what's yours, Dan? Well, you know it's figure collecting, yeah, so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Mm. Got that 70s Gigan coming in the mail at some point soon. Yeah. God forbid you rustle his shelf. <laughs> no. <laughs> and a figure falls. It'll be the end to you. No, they're, they're all in their perfect place, mm. so. You'll feel the jellyfish sting. Once again, audience, I am the jellyfish of your dreams, Jonathan Back, and we just watched Princess uh, Jellyfish. Yeah, 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 yeah. Any initial thoughts on this first half, Dan? And be honest, I am. I'm very pleased that I I paired this with Euphoria because there's <laughs> there's like there's parallels in terms of like drama and surprising darkness and yeah. uh, <laughs> it's the darkness. It doesn't go as dark. As it doesn't Euphoria. go as dark. I will say that, but um, I, I could definitely see. You said there's a lot of conversations in bathrooms. Yeah. Um. But I'm I'm enjoying it. Mm. Yeah. I I it, it's just a, it's just a cute little show. Yeah. It's it's getting laughs out of me sometimes cringe comedy because yeah. of the it hasn't the, aged as well as it has the yeah. 2010s humor that we heard uh, in high school frequently yeah. but that's or in a high school host club too it's a very similar vein to that yeah so it's not like you know it probably affects us more than it would a brand new viewer coming into this mm-hmm. uh but that's that, yeah no no complaints for me yeah yeah 
Um, I enjoy it. I think, as I said, it doesn't age well, but it doesn't overstay its welcome because it's only 11 episodes. So mm-hmm. now we only have five left, which we'll finish in my next batch. Mm-hmm. Um, could you predict anything that's going to happen in the series maybe that we'll see? Do you have any idea about where characters are going to go? How things are going to change? Who's going to wind up together, if anything? Well, I am kind of rooting for, uh, you know, Zucchini and, and Shu. Zuki, zucchini. <laughs> zucchini and Shu. Yeah. Um... But the age gap, Dan. <laughs> the age gap, yeah, but mm. I don't know. He seems to, like, connect with her. Mm-hmm. And obviously, I mean, I- I'm going to probably mispronounce, but... but uh, Kurinosuke? Yeah, Kurinosuke mm. is, is also... I, I also kind of contender, yeah. pair them together, yeah. yeah. I don't see, you know... It, it's kind of like a... I mean, you described it as like a goofy love triangle. Yeah. Which it's kind like two of, brothers and... yeah. And a goyle, yeah. Which it's shaping up to be, mm-hmm. but yeah, I I don't know. I I, I, don't know. I was happy to see the goyles getting out and, <laughs> yeah. and, uh, and going enjoying down the themselves. town, getting gussied up. Yeah, yeah. it was it was even at a cafe. It, it kind of the way that the it's show quaint. builds to it, it's just very sweet. Yeah, so. and then we get that big reveal in the end where it's like, oh, drugas are involved. I guess. Uh, yeah. 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 Little political intrigue. Yeah, like a lot of political intrigue mm-hmm. and uh, like a potential scandal brewing, yeah. I guess. We'll discuss that in the last episode, mm-hmm. but I'm glad you're enjoying it so far. Uh, only a few more left. Maybe that's season two, as I said in the intro. It'll mm-hmm. be coming thanks to this podcast. But let's get into our recap, shall we? Of course. Uh, episode two. Every episode is named after a movie. I don't know the specifics of certain ones, but when I when I know, I'll, I'll shout it out. Uh, we get Sukiyaki Western Matsusaka. Uh, Tsukimi is still reeling from having a man in her room and nearly being caught by Chieko, who just wants to know if the jellyfish will be okay in the bathtub for now. So it's after their first night meeting, she has that new jellyfish Clara in the bathtub situated, Mm -hmm. and she's just awoken to the surprise that there isn't a man in her room. Yes. Um, which is a no-no for the, uh, uh, Amamizukan. Uh, my hand touched a stylish mouth, now it's covered in goo. That's just lip gloss. Just lip gloss. Yep. Uh, Tsukimi creeps to go find her new friend's wig, which is in the hall. Mayaya uh, calls Tsukimi down for a sisterhood emergency. Apparently there's a new applicant who is a, um, they are a gay couple. Yeah. And the Amamizukan's like, mm, I don't know if this is going to fly in our well, sacred domicile. Yeah, and then one of them, uh, Mamaya, Maya, yeah. like, calls out, like, oh, did they think that uh, just because we're into, like, that those kinds of fix that yeah. we would let them in? But obviously... It seems like Mamaya views everything as like a conspiracy against Mm -hmm. their nunnery that they have going. So it's, yeah. And we get some terms we can't say now. It's like, not even if they were a T-word. Yeah. Like, would we let them in here? And it's like, oh, the 2010s, they haven't aged as well as we would hope, but it's a part of history. You can't erase it. Sometimes encounter in these shows. Yeah. Um, But they're all against this since a man is a man. And of course, Tsukimi's like, "Uh uh-oh, I have one upstairs. Yeah. That's the danger here. Uh, they hear something coming from Tsukimi's room. Probably just a cat. A big old cat. But they don't have a cat. <laughs> no, they don't have a cat. Uh, but a cat wouldn't run water so loudly. Oh no, he's even more pretty. So like, she goes in and sees that uh, Kurinosuke has showered mm-hmm. or taken a bath or something and is like all naked in front of her. Yeah. And she does feel feelings. Like, she's not asexual. She's like clearly embarrassed or attracted to this... This form well, that she's well, in before. the way her. that, that yeah. Kurinosuke is presented, he's very much, like, dazzling. Yeah, <laughs> beautiful. So stylish, it, yeah. It, it, it might be partially, like, that effect, and then mm-hmm. you know, also legitimate, you know, attraction. So. Yeah. 
Um, this man wants to know if he can hang out here again. Um, uh, walks back home in their clothes. And this is the first time since grade school that Tsukimi has talked to a man other than her father who is still alive and successful. Mm-hmm. But uh, we never see him throughout the series. Okay. She just has like this a few phone conversations with him. Does make sense. Just yeah. like Earthbound. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you ever get homesick, Dan? <laughs> <laughs> just remember. It's still one of the best <laughs> status effects in gaming, I think. Of but, course. Yeah. Um, all the sisterhood are marveled by Clara, how expensive her tank is, and they have their Friday night hot pot party, mm-hmm. which is something they look forward to. It's a very sacred yeah. event. For Just them. like us and Chicken Parm Monday through Friday. Yes. <laughs> uh, they go shopping for this weekly tradition, marveled by Three Kingdoms slash train labeled products and the Matsusaka beef. Mm-hmm. So if you slap a train on something, Dan will buy it. And if you slap, I don't know, something theater adjacent on it, I'll buy it. Yeah, that's yeah. All, pretty much all it takes. So. Yeah. Uh, waiting for the half-price sticker lady, Bomba is an expert on deals and uses her Bomba scope to scope out the half-price meat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Clara explains Bomba can look and see which meal is the tastiest and will feed the most for the cheapest. Uh, the sisters lament that more and more places in their neighborhood are becoming vacant lots. Why we need a pizza rat. Why we need <laughs> to be against gentrification. Yeah, well, and, and certainly, I, I mean... It, it, it wasn't apparent to me in the first episode, but I guess that is an arc of, like, mm-hmm. this retro... Na- like, not even necessarily, like, a like a classically cultural neighborhood, but no. literally just a retro, I think, 60s or 70s apartment Style, complex. Yeah. And that's, like... But it is, you know, it's unique in its own way, so... Yeah. Uh... Uh, just a regular day, Tsukimi asks the matron, Miss Matrio, hypothetically, if someone were to bring a boy into this place, what would happen? And she just responds, death. Yes. Yeah. You would be killed. Uh, the same fashionable shows up for dinner to see how Clara is doing. The sisterhood is too stunned to speak. They are all statues, all of their defense mechanism of turning into stone yeah. whenever they speak to a stylish. Um, she saved Clara's life, but this is the sister's most sacred day of the week. Yes. With her hot pot dinner. Um, the sisters' skill of petrification, they enter a state of non-noticing, they delete all their memories, and they fill it with whatever they want. Yes. At that point. Don't we all? Yeah. Uh, so friendly for a stylish, they all admit. Um, Tsukimi starts sambaing to distract the stylish's off-comment about being a boy. Like, Mm -hmm. mama didn't raise no boy. Yeah. It's like, what did you say? Which, which Kuronosuke keeps doing, and then every single time, uh, Tsukimi keeps doing that, so. Uh, Gigi recalls watching old men on a train. Um, or Bomba on the train, and then going to an old man cafe, a butler cafe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and Bomba recalls riding that same train. Good memories. Is everyone here an otaku? Kuronosuke asks, and they all freak out. Clara says, you're not supposed to ask that. That's the number one question of the week that they do not want to be asked. Yes. Is that they all have their quirks and such. Um, and, it, uh, Tsukimi begs this person to keep their secret. I came because I wanted to see you, Tsukimi. That's mm-hmm. the whole reason why I came. And then she has, like, a mental crisis where it expands out into the universe. Yeah. Like, like someone sh- came to see me, especially a man. Yeah, like this stranger saying that, you know, he, he showed up for her. And mm-hmm. it's, I don't know, it's a, as an introverted person, it is, uh, it is, I don't know, I kind of... I kind of get that. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, Maya and Gigi can't believe the stylist is talking to them like a normal person, and Bomba leaves because she puts the noodles next to the meat and yeah. doesn't want the things to become hard as rock, and that's like a sacred tradition. Yeah. And she like freaks out. She's like, enough of this! And then they all leave one by one. Yeah, they all make their excuses and, and, and leave the room. So. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, uh, Koronosuke laments that their family was never... Well, Chiyoko gives them like a whole like 
a, a really like somber thing of like no one here wants to be your friend can you please leave and never come back again so they're yeah. like stuck in yeah. their own worlds yeah introverted very like blunt about it yeah so they leave but Koronosuke mourns like you know my family is all very busy we never really have a a conversation over dinner so i just want to experience that for a change and mm-hmm. then immediately thinks up i like Koronosuke because it's like oh i did wrong in the scenario i'm gonna immediately think up of how i'm gonna do right and like yeah and yeah. please them so they run off to their house Koronosuke lives in this big mansion and we see Koronosuke's older brother get out of the car who's like equally embarrassed that Koronosuke's dressed as a girl mm-hmm like, what's going on here? You know, dad doesn't want to see you that way. And Kornoske's like, well, get me that good beef that we have inside. Yeah, yeah. And then we can make amends and I won't have to go inside. She runs out. Of course, Tsukimi is, like, attracted to Shu, mm-hmm. who is Kornoske's older brother. Yes. I think they're half-siblings. I don't think that's Kornoske. Um, uh, Shu's mother is Kornoske's Yeah, no, they're mother. half-sibling. I, yeah. I think we're supposed to assume that uh, the, the dad fanoodled with a yeah, an celebrity. An yeah. actress. Um, but uh, Shu does fetch the Matsusaku meat in the fridge, and Kurunosuke offers this as a peace offering to the sisterhood. Yes. Who immediately accept the bombascope is going off the charts. It's expensive and real. Yeah. And that, I, I, and it was, again, it was cute. Like, that was enough to kind of smooth things over, mm-hmm. and from then on, Kurunosuke is kind of accepted into the fold yeah. somewhat, yeah. so... Um, on the news the next day, Tsukimi realizes Koronosuke is the child of a wealthy and powerful politician in the neighborhood. Ain't that a way? A bribe? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Specifically, the, the, the dad is the brother of a current, uh, diet member. Yeah, I think yeah. the prime minister. Yeah. 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 Who, who so is big. Who is losing, uh, political points yes. recently. Yes. So, yeah. Uh, episode three, Enchanted, which could be named after Just Enchanted. Just Enchanted, yeah. Uh, Koronosuke talks to his mom about meeting the sisterhood. Is she dead too? No, maybe just a Tamaki mom situation. That she's alive in France somewhere. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's what I'm assuming. Yeah. Uh, Koronosuke's brother, Shu, is sent to get him, but is horrified to see him in women's clothing again. Uncle Saburota is on the way. This is the current prime minister, and they're all freaking out, like, you know, uncle's coming over, it's gonna be a big deal, but it turns out the uncle is just like... Really yeah. chill and hip with the no, kids. No, he's really, really chill. And that yeah. was, it was interesting. He's like, uh, like, oh yeah, like he's trying to be hip. Yeah. He's, yeah, oh, he's cool. Yeah. So. Uh, are you crazy? No dressing like this. Uh, helped me make some new friends. Uh, Koronosuke is running for prime... Oh, not... Sorry. The uncle is... Someone's running for prime minister. Uh, uncle's rerunning, I think, and he's down in the polls. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's up for re-election. Yeah, and the entire family is full of politicians... Koronosuke dresses in this kind of clothing for a few reasons. One, so no one will make him a politician and take him seriously. Mm-hmm. Which, you know, topical. That's fine. I, I mean, I would love to see a drag queen run for Congress here, but I don't think it's going to happen. Uh, no. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but I mean, it's... it's Koronosuke is like just a really cool character. Mm. Like, he, he clearly, de- you know, is defecting from the decadence yeah. of this family in his own way mm-hmm. and he's like i don't want anyone to mistake me for like a boring ass politician yeah. so it's so yeah. it's like partly to rebel and then we'll learn later it's partly to get the girls off his back yeah because he's just like so overwhelmed by that going on he has other things going on in his life uh uncle Saburota is into it but mr kabuchi is not it's clearly opposite here mm-hmm. um that they like um koronosuke's drag or not um easy out for koronosuke uh, complimented by the valet, who will become another character later on, and kind of over his hip friends and desires a little bit more an interesting, nuanced company mm-hmm. um, that's going on. Something simpler, like Tsukimi and her jellyfish. Yes. Uh, what do you feel, Clara, anyway? Um, 
Today's look is a Lolita meets 1920s flappers. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, really interesting I knew that looks, was the question yeah. on your mind. Yeah, so, I have yeah. to I have to point it out. And I heard your family is in politics. <laughs> That's like when he arrives back at the Amamizu-Con, like um, uh, Tsukimi's asking him about that. Like, yeah. you know, what's going on here? And then we get Bamba saying, where's the beef? <laughs> yeah. Where's the get beef? Get it? Where's the beef? Yeah. yeah. Um, Bamba's pet name for Kurinosuke is Meat. <laughs> because yeah. they gifted them meat. Yeah. It's cute. Yeah. Uh, Korinosuke sees the jellyfish food is expensive and then asks, what do the girls do for a living? And Dan, care to explain what they do for a living? Uh, they, uh, as I think Mayaya, I'm going to keep, I'm going to keep Are you reading uh, the inaugural address for President Barack Obama? Oh, yeah, that's right. Sasha. That's right. <laughs> Uh, but she explains that uh, as the children of baby boomers, they, you know, their parents were born into a very prosperous generation and yeah. rose astronomically. Uh, but in the ensuing, like, financial collapse burst, or whatever, yeah. uh, you know, the, the subsequent generation does not have that same kind of wealth. So they are all supported by the, you know, allowance that, <laughs> their, parents. that, that their parents give them. Yeah. Um, and Chieko specifically... Obviously, her mom is the owner, like, owner of yeah. the building, and she goes globetrotting to pursue a Korean actor <laughs> that she loves. Yeah. Yeah. So she, like, Chieko is is supported in that way by mm-hmm. her in that she just runs the uh, the apartment oh, complex kind of, yeah. while uh, her mom is away. But yeah, but yeah. they they do their odd jobs. They do. Gigi says, "I seal envelopes in my room." Yes, <laughs> which is a dream job for me. And then Chieko sells like uh, think, Etsy uh, clothing. Yeah. I think out of all of them, Chieko. Chieko has like the hottest business nowadays. She'd be loaded. Yeah. If no. she sold homemade vintage, vintage clothing. clothing online on yeah. Etsy. No, she would be She fine. would have that. And then like, I don't know, the rest help out with uh, uh, the like, older one's manga. When the mangaka sends like, uh, is, is coming up to a deadline, she yeah. sends out pages for them to ink and trace so that, uh, you know, she can submit them on time. Yeah. And then Akornosuke's like, you're all in your 30s. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah, we're in our 30s, Dan, and we'd be fine with this life. Well, yeah, because at the time, I think they would have been late-gen uh, X people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. But still, same same gen as us now. So. Yeah. Uh, Mayaya flips out. Uh, Tsukimi, what were you going to ask me for? So, like, Mayaya flips out, and, like, Tsukimi and um, Koronosuke leave for a conversation. Uh, what were you going to ask me before about your family as politicians? You want to know why I dress like this? And then he's like, well, why don't I show you mm-hmm. in the first place? And of course, Tsukimi freaks out. She freezes into stone. Mm-hmm. She doesn't know how to deal with this situation. Uh, Kornosuke says it's time for a makeover and that the world of politics is boring. Fashion is the only way, which I agree on. I think like you have to dress. I mean, I dress depressingly at my job because I don't care about it. Mm-hmm. But when the, the appearance suits the mood of what you want in life and how you feel. Fashion's important, Dan. Uh, yeah, yeah uh, you can't I, come in these rags anymore. No, <laughs> I, 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 I had been working from home, so I, uh, I, I dress toddler chic. Yeah. So I don't yeah, really if you see me in public. I may look a mess, but when the opportunity presents itself, I have a whole rack of shit, Dan. Yeah, I, I, I do not. But mm. uh, eh. yeah. Eh. Um. So he takes her back home, gives her a makeover, and she walks in and sees Tsukimi all done up and falls instantly in love. And I'm like, uh oh, here's the first sore point of the anime manga for me. She was 30 years old, and this girl is not. Yeah, she is it, very young, just out of high school. And it really doesn't when they draw attention to it, because otherwise it doesn't feel that way. Because she was drawn and animated like a younger person, like every glasses guy mm-hmm. in every anime we've watched so yeah, far. Yeah, he's Kuyuya. 
from yeah. or on High School Host Club. And the other guy from My Hero Academia, like he's yeah. like he's drawn that exact same fast way, legs guy. It is yeah, <laughs> but it is um, it is a weird age gap. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But Not it's, to it's, say that it can't occur, and it doesn't make a big deal out of it, and who knows if these characters even wind up together. No, I'll of course. Say that, and but... it, it's like Shu is, like, emotionally stunted with that kind of stuff, yeah. so it's, it's like they're meeting in the middle somehow, mm-hmm. but, eh. Yeah, uh, Shu instantly falls in love with this Tsukimi. Tsukimi um, runs home without her glasses, but realizes that she can't ba- go back home looking like a stylish uh, Kurunosuke talks to some of his friends, saying that, like, oh, you know, all women want to be pretty, but I need a challenge right now. And working on, like, this group of neats yeah. in their apartment <laughs> building is far more of a challenge. Yeah. <laughs> the, like, polishing yeah. a diamond yeah, in, the in the rough. rough yeah. yeah so. A diamond in the rough. <laughs> um, and then uh, Sakimi thinks Kurunosuke is teasing her. She runs home to her sister's. Who, you know, she, she like slams into Bamba, who goes flying, yeah. like across the room, as Bamba's want to do. And then everyone's like, oh, you're just cops playing as a Chinese hopping vampire, which we know from like, what's that one fighting game? Who's that one character? Oh, Dark, uh, Darkstalkers Girl. Dar- yeah. yeah. There's a lot of that. Yeah. That trope, there was almost a Pokemon. That I was mean, like there's that. a Yu Gi Oh card. Yes. Yeah. The, the, that trope shows up all over the place, but, uh, you know, mm. Yu Yu Hakusho too, but. Yeah. But it's just cosplay, and Shu wants to get Kurunosuke to introduce him to Tsukimi, so uh, just give me my mom's address. He comes in and is like, hey, what do you think of the Dow Jones lately? <laughs> it's an I? It's a yeah. low? <laughs> what do you think of the increase on income tax? <laughs> it's like, it's shit? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, but Shu doesn't know Tsukimi's real identity because, another point, he only sees looks so far. Yes. Like, men just judge based on the appearance, and we'll get some other characters that go along those lines as well yeah, so it's a little bit deeper than one might suspect for princess jellyfish to be it definitely is and I, it's probably deeper than the breadth of our of what our podcast can do but there is there, i'm sure I, i'm pretty sure there has been like psychology discussions yeah. as to who judges based on appeal like which mm-hmm. you know who does that first and stuff so it's it's playing into that again yeah. it goes a lot deeper than i would give it I would have assumed at the yeah. beginning. So. Uh, Shu doesn't know Kornoski's mom's address. I don't know if we'll ever get that revealed before season one, so don't expect that to happen, Dan. Um, but it, hyping Tsukimi up, Kornoski is, and they live in that retro apartment building that you want to knock down. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh. Um, and then it's going to get redeveloped school soon. Uh, take her glasses and sweats back to her. Shu daydreams about the perfect meeting, which is like... The masculine fantasy of, like, meeting a girl instantly and her going, like, oh my, I wanted to talk to you the whole time, come in for tea. Yeah. Like, this is just an excuse to talk, and of Again, course... a good euphoria parallel, yeah, yeah. but used... Cassie saw her life with me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Laid out before her. Um, but, of course, Tsukimi run hops into Shu, headbutts him, and it's not the same girl from before in Shu's eyes, because her makeup is all runny... She's just in, like, her normal clothes, and her, she was, like, disgusted by this. Her hair is must, and she's I, presumably playing some kind of zombie game along yeah. with the other girls, yeah. so it's Me like, during the work week down, like, I really don't care how unrecognizable. I Unrecognizable. <laughs> I am not the same person during the work week as I am on the weekends, Dan. This beautiful, pleasing face you see before you. <laughs> so pleasing. Yeah, yeah. Um, but Tsukimi kind of feeling the spark with Shu, and soon, like, you know... He, Shu does, like, the nice thing of, like, returning the glasses and say, like, return to the girl. He doesn't realize that Tsukimi is the same girl mm-hmm. he's talking to. But then as soon as he gets in the car, he's like, I can't wait to tear that hell house down. Yeah. Pull those uggos. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> yeah. oh. It's like, wow. Damn. 
Um, but Tsukimi feels the opposite. She doesn't realize that Shu didn't know that it was her. Yeah. It was her. And um, she's just like, oh, like to have a man talk to me and come back just to deliver my glasses. That's like a very kind gesture. Um, Shu talks with uh, Kurinosuke tracking down his mom, Lena, who was an actress. Um, mm-hmm. And just wants to see her closet again. Like that's his main thing. He was inspired by his mom's fabulous clothes, which he inherited. And a la the cross-dressing yes. that's going on here now. Yeah. Um, uh, Clara wonders if love makes girl pr- girls pretty because none of the other um, Mizukan members have love, and yet she finds their eccentricities pretty. Well, Zukimi. 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 Did I say Kornosuke? Sorry. You, know, you said Clara, the oh, jellyfish. Clara. Oh, uh, oh, oh I see. Zukimi muses like, okay, does does like love bring out the beauty in a person, and does that mean that yeah. like all of the, the... We'll be loveless forever if we stay this way. Yeah. Yeah. If the pumpkin doesn't turn into a carriage, Dan, remember that. Or on, yeah. on High School Host Club, the of Halloween course, episode. Of course. Th- uh, uh, Hikaru's theory. No, Karu's theory. Yeah, nothing gold can stay. Yeah. Uh, Korinosuke arrives for another makeover and the episode ends. Uh, episode four, I'll see you in my aquarium. That sounds familiar, but I don't know what movie that's referencing. I know the second half, it's very obvious references in movies, but mm-hmm. um, this one, I don't know. I'll see you in my dreams, maybe? That could be it. I would have to assume. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the sisterhood are baking sweet potatoes in an old-fashioned way. Looks good. Mm-hmm. I love a sweet potato on the grill. Yeah. That'd be fun. Yeah. And Bomba's taking control of that. <laughs> Bomba lights their hair on fire, but puts it out. Uh, Tsukimi remembers her youth making bonfires with her parents on the beach, and we get the traumatic childhood memory. <laughs> Yes, where her <laughs> Dad, mom... Dad, can you gather me some driftwood? Where, where me and you recreate the opening of Up, and uh, uh, you insisted that you yeah, have to yeah. be the lost one. Well, no, Dan had so... the gall to be like, I'm dying first, and I'm like, he's no, dying. It, no, yeah. yeah. Yeah, he said, he's dying first. I said, no way in hell are you dying first. I go to look at the Dragon Ball Z figures. You, yeah. you come get up the phone behind call. me. Yeah. I look back. You're like, yeah. ooh. Yeah, you'd you see know. the vision <laughs> yeah. in Piccolo's eyes. <laughs> Jonathan. <laughs> You'd hear me call out, but uh, she's gathering driftwood on the beach. Her mom collapses, and that was, like, the beginning of the end of, like, her sickness, whatever yes. she had. Um, it was full of, like, hospital visits and sad moments along the way. Um, whatever have days and moments like this where I remember, she says, I just like to watch the jellyfish. So she gets in the mood of going to the aquarium yes. to see them. Uh, Kornosuke is looking for his mom's address and comes across the redevelopment plans for the Amamizukan and the surrounding neighborhood. Uh, high-rise apartments in two years? Kornosuke rushes off to tell the sisterhood, mid-dinner, no, you idiots, you won't be living in a hotel. It's gonna yeah. be built around you. Yeah. Uh, and you'll uh, be out. Yeah. You're a bunch of neats. <laughs> um, you're nothing but neats, <laughs> Hey, well, they introduced a neat in, uh, in, uh... Pokemon, the new one, oh. Dot, the the one who has uh, Quaxley, is that kind of character. She oh. she live streams yeah. with an alter ego, the Futaba. But, yeah. yeah. Oh, she's gonna have some background with the electricity gym later, probably. Yeah, I think yeah. so. I think yeah. they already have. Yeah. Um, it's all but in the newspaper. They know. Uh, Tsukimi says she is going off to the aquarium, and Kornosuke says that he will go with her and offers his family driver Anamore. Uh, Kornosuke sees that Chaco has an eye for classic Japanese fashion, and she offers her collection of kimono to use on their day out. So very kind of Chaco. She's got like the most sensible yeah. addiction I would see. Like 
Certainly, yeah, and yeah. we get to, like, I think that's one of the first times we get to see her express her nerd interest. Yeah, like, yeah. she's like, oh, well, she this she seems is... like the most put together she out does. of all of them. It's yeah. like, oh, it's just like, you know, a casual woman who's obsessed with kimono. You know, because she's probably got to keep it together to, like, run things. But mm-hmm. she's going through, like, oh, this specific, uh, this kimono was like the band. repurposed. Yeah, the story. yeah. From... goes with everything. Yeah. yeah, it was, like, repurposed from an older piece of clothing so that it could be worn in, the like, the current fashion style of the time. But it's, like... You know, and, and she knows the, all the steps to, like, put it on. Yeah. And the complicated process of taking it off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. Uh, Shu goes right at seeing Tsukimi gussied up and says he will drive them as Anamori is chauffeuring their dad for the day mm-hmm. on his golf trip. Uh, Tsukimi is without her glasses, and Shu doesn't realize that the Tsukimi from the day before is the same girl. Uh, Tsukimi thinks she looks too grody to recognize, and Clara's like, do you see how she mistreats herself? Mm-hmm. She thought she was grody looking and automatically assumed that's why yeah. he didn't recognize her. So, yeah. like, Clara's giving her the voice of reason, or us the voice of reason. Well, yeah, just, like, how your your confidence and stuff can distort everything. Yeah. Um, and uh, Tsukimi is really passionate about jellyfish, but she is able to hold the conversation with Shu and Koronosuke because she doesn't have her glasses on. Yeah. Like, she can't fully <laughs> see them, so they yeah. might as well be blobs to her. Um, but she goes to the aquarium and she's like super cute. It's like, hey guys, the food court is this way. Come on. We gotta get those Ikea meatballs. Oh boy. I've been looking forward to this all day. Dan goes, oh my god, how cute. (laughs) (laughs) But Shu is smitten and uh, they all go look at the jellyfish. And, you know, even Koronosuke is like, damn, when she sees jellyfish, she turns into this adorable person. Yeah. And yeah. he's he's starting to struggle with that. Like yeah. he's he, he doesn't know why he's finding that so cute. Yeah. Uh, and then Claire, I'm um, sorry, Sukimi is asking Shu to like stand next to the jellyfish, and it's like, oh, you're the perfect match. You're both long. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. It's like I think it was she Googled uh, the type of jellyfish that Kurinosuke would be. The prince she, of jellyfish. Yeah, well, no, and then Shu is the prince of jellyfish because mm-hmm. he's the streamlined, <laughs> sleek one. I yeah. think. Uh, Shu looks like a long jellyfish, no brains, but same vibes. And Tsukimi asks Koronosuke to move so she can make a new jellyfish acquaintance. Uh, Koronosuke changes out of his outfit. Why is Tsukimi being so cute? She hasn't looked at me all till now, so having some gender uh, dysphoria in there. Um, and, of course, a woman comes in and is like, what are you doing in here? What a fox. Like, yeah. Yeah. I don't know what to do. But uh, she, he then goes out and sees Shu hugging Tsukimi and asks himself, why does that piss me off? Yeah. Yeah, it's rather it's a rather shocking little moment yeah. <laughs> for everyone. Yeah, uh, Korinosuke has been plagued by hot girls his whole life. Lots of woman drama. Why does this upset me? Uh, why am I falling for this nerd? They're both nerds. They should fall in love for, with each other. Yeah, yeah. But he does have feelings for Tsukimi. Uh, Kurinosuke sees Tsukimi is crying and then asks you, "What was that all about? You're thirty. You need to think about the way you're treating a barely legal high schooler." Yeah. Yeah, I mean, just, you know, the basic morality of it, and also, like, he teases him that it's going to be a scandal yeah. if, you know, the son of a politician is caught doing that. Yeah, so. but Shu seems a lot more innocent than, you know, we initially say. He's like, oh, no, she she started crying. She said the jellyfish reminded her of someone, some woman in her life. Yeah. And so the only reaction I could think of in the moment was to give her a hug and embrace her. Yeah. Yeah. And specifically, it was because 
you know, and I think that this, I think that the show has a lot to say with like the state of being in like depression yeah. or, or grief, mm-hmm. because specifically it was that that jellyfish had not been in the tank yeah. the last time, so it was something she wasn't used to, and she was like used to saying to her mom like whenever there's a new jellyfish or something, we'll come back and see it together. Yeah, along those lines. So, so it was, it was, you know, that that you know got her emotions yeah. going. Yeah, but it was just a platonic hug. Uh, Tsukimi is in the bathroom, in the in the background, the bathroom. Sorry, uh, reeling about uh, having an embrace with a man. Um, she's like, according to my thermal imagery, yeah, the <laughs> we were vision. one. Yeah, yeah, and her, like his glasses were touching my face, so that was a hug. Yeah, yeah it and counts. she gets a nosebleed. Yeah, <clears throat> a la Anya Taylor Joy uh, must have disrupted the peace with me crying. She blames herself, and uh, everyone's like, he's an otago whisperer. Yeah, he can clearly talk to me. Uh, Kornosuke cleans her up and gives her back her glasses. Uh, when she can see shoes, she's too nervous to say anything. And both siblings offer their condolences about her mom in the car ride home. Mm-hmm. So, you know, some some cute things going on here. Uh, Kornosuke knows what he feels like, or, or what it feels like to lose a mom, being that he doesn't know where his mom is. Yes. Um, so they relate on that. They drop her back home. There is a situation in the foyer. Miss Majoro got her deadline mixed up, so the girls have to crank out these boy love manga pages. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is me when I go over your house. I need well, you to yeah. pose. Yeah, and it's it's obviously a very stressful situation. Yeah. For me, as someone who likes to draw, <laughs> like, the fact that they're spilling ink all over that yeah. shit, and they're, like, like smudging it, and, mm-hmm. and it was very anxiety-inducing, to say the least. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, I, I guess they... Uh, Zukimi can do a good job. Tsukimi yeah, can't take off her kimono. Uh, Shu walks in and sees this disarray and apologizes for his presumption. He gets a nosebleed outside, and then um, it's revealed to Kurenosuke through his uncle that Shu has never had a girlfriend and is still a virgin. Yeah, and, and specifically what Shu sees is uh, Zukimi runs out with the kimono half off. Yeah. In like a like a t-shirt, like a, an old tank blouse, top, a white beater, yeah, and an A shirt. You know, it's a risque encounter, so they're both freaked out by it. Yeah, uh, Tsukimi is disoda- dissociating, blotting the ink with Bamba's afro, and Kurenosuke is jealous over a pair of virgins hugging. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he doesn't know why, yeah. but he is. Uh, episode five. I want to be a jellyfish. I don't know. I want to be a celebrity. I want to be a millionaire millionaire i don't know i'm telling you the second halves are all movies that are very obvious uh, but these might also just be like japanese movie titles that we're not familiar with i want to be a housewife maybe Mm. uh pouring rain and leaking into the amamisakon tsukimi is thinking about her hug with shu she wants to forget and shako learns from her mother that the building will be sold in a year yeah so you know i'm selling the building i'm pursuing my korean actor I'm even learning Korean. Yeah, selling the building will give her the money she yeah. needs to, like, permanently follow this actor around, <laughs> is, is what, yeah. And she was also wistful at home, not eating, just depressed that he is still a virgin, says Koronosuke. Um, was up lady doing research. What was he looking up? Advice for first base? Uh, Shu gets some advice from his father at being painted a villain in the redevelopment plan. And Tsukimi can't help but think about Shu at the same time. Am I falling in love, she asks herself. Uh, yeah. The sisterhood who attends a presentation on the urban renewal project to protest the demolition of their home. Yeah, so the, this redevelopment program has been going on in this neighborhood. Mm-hmm. According to Chieko and the others, there has been some protest over tearing down, like a, a semi-historic neighborhood, yeah. to redevelop it into something else. And this is uh, presumed to be... Like, the open town hall where 
companies like what uh, Shu works for would come in and propose different building plans. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I'm assuming that Shu was involved in some capacity in, like, the building department or whatever. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So he comes in with, like, a luxury high-rise plan. Yeah. yeah. And but, the girls go with the intention of, of speaking, of speaking up, up yeah. and stopping But realize, it. <laughs> oh, we can't talk to people. Yeah. Um, so they get there and they meet this uh, businesswoman and Clara says like, oh, businesswomen especially intimidate them. Yes. <laughs> they can't talk to a woman in business, career woman dress. Uh, Shu is in the same meeting but can't identify Tsukimi, uh, even though she's sitting right next to him. Clueless. And we meet Shoko Inari, who is, you know, I like this character, but there's a lot going on here. Yeah. She's just a career woman. She's working. She's working hard for that money, Dan. She's sly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah like a fox. Thus her name, Dan. Inari. Of course. Yeah. Um, but she is there talking about uh, the development plan, and Tsukimi feels like she is underwater next to Shu, that he can't really recognize her, but she's in, like, this liminal space. Both Bamba and Gigi are thirsting over an older man on the panel. Mm-hmm. Going like, oh, look at him. Yeah, n- none of them are, are taking in anything from the meeting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, they're stared at for making a scene. So Clara's like, oh no, when they're stared at, they have to flee. Yeah. So everyone but Shaco flees out of there. Yeah. And we later learn that Shaco fleed like... A few minutes later. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. It's, she, she, she's more professional, but slightly because yeah. the kimono slows her down. So, so outside, Mayaya says she will never forget or forgive. Uh, Tsukimi will go back and get Shaco. Shoko notice Shu. Uh, the son of the former prime minister is at this meeting and decides to herself, like, you know, I'm going to seduce Shu to get him and his family's backing yeah. on the project. I'm going to do it for my... And I'm like, I don't blame her. She's just, you know, yeah, she's you work hard. That's her job. Yeah. She is, is wheeling and dealing to get these plans yeah. done. I will inside. blame her for something she does later on, but yes. so this is fine. Like, whatever. Uh, Shu was different from the person she met in the aquarium, so... uh um, that's, uh, Tsukimi's thoughts while she's walking back to get Shaco. She says, I think I'm in love. But then she's shattered to see Shu walking with Shoko in the rain. Yeah, under Shu's umbrella. Yeah. So. Um, if I'm ever reincarnated, she asks herself, I want to be a jellyfish. Just bobbing along on the waves. Bobbing along on the beautiful briny. hmm Yep. Uh, Kornosuke meets Tsukimi back at the sisterhood's apartment and is like, what the fuck is going on? Where were you? Why are you all wet? Where was your umbrella? Yeah. Well, um, yeah, and they're wearing, like, recycling bags. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Tsukimi is depressed, uh, and Kornosuke's pissed that they didn't even tell the community not to tear down the Amamizukan because people live there. Uh, Chieko arrives home just a few minutes after the other girls, and Chieko also sees no hope as her mother has the final say, and they're just renters after all. Yeah. So they can't really sway that. But Kornosuke has had enough, will not stand for this, all their wallowing and giving up. And he tries to kick down Tsukimi's door, but hurts his knee. Mm-hmm. And Tsukimi's like, who died? <laughs> Who's <laughs> <Yeah>. dead? <laughs> uh, but Kornosuke drops, like, the affectation in his voice and, like, starts screaming at them, like, you need to get your shit together. We can't go out looking in these horrible rags. Yeah, you gotta fight. Yeah. You, you all have to fight. You yeah. can't give up. Yeah, got it. You can't give You never give up. Never give up hope. We get Wacko's wish. Yeah, can't give up. Never ever gonna give up. We gotta watch that at some point. We did. We did. That's right. <laughs> Damn. Uh, <laughs> we already did. Oof. Oof. Uh, memory's Oof. going. I got gotcha. you. It's been it's been forced out by all the anime. So. <laughs> it's all right, Dad. I have all the memories. <laughs> Good thing I'm holding on to all of your memories as well. 
Even yeah, Euphoria told Grand, me. Grand Faroque was there. Yeah, I, yeah, okay. I, I completely forgot. Mm. <sighs> it's been like ten years. Yeah, it hasn't. <laughs> but I'm here. Don't worry. Um, so, uh, Kornosuke decides to give them all a makeover. Uh, so, isn't her voice kind of mannish? Uh, they don't really realize, unless they do realize. Maybe they realize a little bit sooner and they just go along with things. Mm-hmm. Um, it's slightly different. That's the vibe I'm getting. I don't think that happens. I think the vibe is that they're just clueless, but I would like to think that some yeah, of them... Yeah, I would like to think the best of them, and yeah. uh, but uh, we'll see. <laughs> yeah. uh, so, Kornosuke wants to bring all the clothes over and borrow the car from Haramori. Uh, drop me off at the Amizukon. Um, but she was like, I'm using the car to re- get an umbrella that someone has for me. And, well, and that's Shoko's yeah, plan. Yeah. Uh, she... To use the umbrella. Yeah. That's... And like, we have like the Dan, Ryan, and y- me secretary relationship. Like, oh, you're cooking with yeah. gas there, like, What did you say? <laughs> like, uh, but, but apparently. Yeah, if you didn't, if you didn't sound any better, I would think you were like a high escort, like a high paid escort. Yeah, because that's what. Uh, Shoko seems to spend the entire evening like calling all of her contacts and setting up meetings and dinners and dates and things like that to mm-hmm. get whatever you know governmental work or whatever she yeah. does done. Uh, going through lots of cigarettes. Yeah, yep, I have that down. Yeah, um, and but, and going through a lot of potential people. But she's good at it. Yeah, and the assistant is like you know whatever, Mrs. Claus, and then <laughs> exactly, <laughs> yeah. Um, so, um, also, Kornosuke is like, Shu, you aren't working with the other side, are you? Like, I have friends in that Amamizukon, and the girl you love is there, even though Shu's like, are you sure she does? I didn't see her. Yeah, and it doesn't blow up into, like, a full-blown, like, confrontation, though, because, uh, Shu is like, eh, it's, it's a ways off, nothing's been confirmed yet, yeah. it's like a plan. Uh, so the sisterhood all take bats before someone takes down Maya out of the blue. Yeah. It's like, what just happened? Where <laughs> is she? she kidnapped? Yeah. yeah. They hear like a commotion going on behind the screen and they're, uh, um, um, Tsukimi's sent to look. She's like, there's a woman in there I don't recognize. And we get the, the crane at the loom. Yeah. <laughs> like Japanese imagery. Yeah. Like the bird transforming into beautiful woman. And then, you know, Maya comes out a stunner. Yeah. Nicole <laughs> Ritchie style. <laughs> Nicole to be Ritchie style. And they're like, who is that? Actually, I'm not a fan, a fan of, uh, what is, uh, Sean Connery, says yeah. GG. Yeah. It's like, no, you idiots, your job is to Google her. Um, but you can change yourself just based on what you wear. To do battle, you have to dress for battle. This is going to be your battle armor. Yeah. You got to look good to talk good, to feel good. Well, yeah, and that's, uh, we, we kind of later find out that uh, Kinonosuke doesn't have, like, a plan, mm-hmm. to be precise. But he's just like, you, you need to look the part. And then you can start, like, dealing with these people who are trying to tear down, yeah. presumably trying to tear down the neighborhood. Yeah, yeah. So. Which I thoroughly agree with. Uh, um, Shu meets Shoko for dinner, and I said, oh my god, her pattern's moving independently of her outfit. Something's wrong. Wherever you see that in anime, yeah, you know. Something's going down. They, yeah. they want it's your a eyes fancy drawn dress. There. Yeah. yeah. Imagine if our patterns moved. <laughs> Someday. Uh, yeah. I'll figure that out, technically. Uh, trying to tame Bamba's afro with a wig. And Tsukimi is hopeful and starting to feel happy. Yeah. Like, oh, maybe this will work out. Well, she even notes that she was kind of in a funk, and then uh, Kononosuke's presence kind of turned it around. Yep. So, uh, yeah. Episode 6, Night of the Living Sisterhood, Night of the Living Dead. Mm-hmm. There's one we know. Yeah. All right. Uh, Kononosuke has given makeovers to Bamba and Mayaya. Next is Gigi and Tsukimi. Uh, Shoko and Ari ask Shu out for a drink, and then... Ooh, uh, Chaco doesn't get a makeover, but we get explained to us framing. Yeah. How it's like, you know, you look like a fashionable lady who's just into older wear surrounded by these pretty girls. Uh, yeah. Like, not yeah. to say you're not pretty, but you blend well. Like, you balance the group out. 
and uh, Kurunosuke like like all, like promises her a makeover in the future, but for tonight's purposes, yeah. the framing is enough. Yeah, and all the sisterhood is going out to a cafe, and they're like, "No, not a cafe!" Claire is like, "God forbid they go to a cafe, yeah, a public eatery to eat." Yeah, and they yeah. They, they they do make attempts to escape, but yeah. they can't move in heels. You spiked so my heels over. with leeches. Yeah, <laughs> um, all women need high heels. Uh, enemy battle. We're going to stop them from tearing down Almizicon. And Koronosuke hasn't planned that far ahead yet, as yeah. you said. So, no real plan. But he just needs to get them out and about, and presumably that will, mm-hmm. at some point. So, Inari and Shu discuss the redevelopment, and then she spikes his drink. And Dan, we get to, like, the thing where it's like, oh, a man is being roofied. Yeah. Like, and oh, it, it that's a little... A, yeah. a dark turn. Yeah. yeah. What did you What did you feel? What, what are your feelings on that? The representation here. I was not expecting that. Mm-hmm. Uh, you don't see that in media a whole lot yeah so i i don't know it's just it's kind of like treading new ground in terms of yeah. seeing this not only portrayed but also seeing it in an anime too mm-hmm. is uh i i was not expecting especially with the tone of the rest of this show yeah, and the episode the tone, like yeah. it was and it's not to say like i i hate to say they don't take it that seriously like yeah. it's a it's a threat definitely but yeah. like no one gets hurt no one's like sexually assaulted i mean this is sexual assault but i mean like no one is raped if we get that dark and deep, right? Yeah. I mean, I, I, which is the, the classification skewed, but you know what I'm saying. Like, I, I guess it is there to reinforce that while the girls are doing their thing, there is like political intrigue going yeah. and like high level political intrigue yeah. going on. And, you know, Shu as a part of that is falling victim to this. So. Yeah. But it's just interesting, interesting to see that and revisit that in this anime from yeah. that time period. Yeah. Like, I would not have expected that here. I remember seeing that for the first time and being like, oh, that's an interesting twist. No, that would have been, I mean, I would assume that if the original manga was like two, like mid 2000s or whatever <laughs> you said. Yeah. And then, it, like, yeah. So that was certainly ahead of its time. So Shu then takes, um, oh, sorry. Um, Inari, she then takes him back to her place. Uh, the sisters are posed like Mount Hushmore at the cafe. Uh, look at yourselves. You're not out of place. You're just eating in a cafe. You're beautiful. You're five beautiful women eating in a cafe. But she she does help us at them... the Kane University Diner. R.I.P. I miss you every day. Kane University Diner. Ah, we got best, ch- best chicken parm I ever had. Honestly, well, yeah, that's they true. They gave you such a big I, I portion, just... such a big portion, Dan, for like twelve dollars. One... I had like a plate this big. We have the Kenilworth Diner now, though. We'll always have that. I don't need the Kenilworth Diner. Ah, hush. But <laughs> hush, hush, sweet Jonathan. But <laughs> that would be my episode name. Like it is kind of cool that that uh, uh, Koronosuke is kind of like helping them overcome yeah. their social anxiety. He's like, no, no, no. Don't worry about yeah, the cafe. Like, don't you're worry just, about the money you're going to yeah. spend. Everything's on me. I've got this anime black Bat card. credit card. Yeah, gold credit card, yeah. But he's like, just you're envision yourselves at home talking. Yeah. You're, it's a normal night. You're just in a different location. So, yeah. and, and then that helps them. Yeah, free cocktails, meals, and desserts. Sign me up. I'll take one of everything. Yeah. Um, Shoko has Shu in a co- compromising position. So we get like the the diametrically opposed scenes here of yes. like the girls enjoying a night out and then Shu getting blackmailed. Yeah, so Shu is, is passed out and Shoko like takes compromising photos. Yeah, she's like, but she's also like doing it quirkily, like, oh, the lighting isn't good. Yeah, My the, face doesn't look good. In no, this, photo. this is too dark. Yeah. I need to You're turn, gonna turn night over mode here, on. Yeah. Like, yeah. To, to, you know, as political blackmail. Yeah, like she doesn't seem like a bad person. This is definitely a bad action. 
And, yeah. you know, we don't know where their relationship's going. Maybe something else will change here. I, I, I can't say. But... Maybe. Uh, but she's looking for the perfect lighting for this blackmail photo. Uh, the sisterhood, meanwhile, is marveled by their meals. Uh, there are actual grains in this bread. Mm-hmm. Um, Koronosuke notices Tsukimi acutely cooling her tea and is like, oh, shit. Yeah, he's feeling feelings ah! again. <laughs> Uh-oh. Uh, they switch to an outside table. Uh, the moon tonight looks like a moon jelly. And I'm like, oh, God, here we go about the straight damn jellyfish again. Yeah. Straight out of Stardew Valley. Yeah. yeah. And Kurinosuke tries to calm himself down, give himself a cold shower. And Shu wakes up. And Shu says, like, oh, I'm naked in a woman's bed. And Shoko's like, oh, you were so great last night. Do you want anything? Mineral water? The the bubbles used to bother me. Yeah, I got this Perrier here. Yeah, Perrier. <laughs> Straight from Canada Dry, but uh, she she brings that in, and Shu's not having any of that. He just asks for his clothes and knows to get out. I mean, he's traumatized. He's a virgin. He doesn't know what happened. Oh, understandable. Yeah. yeah. And then he knocks her <laughs> down. He pushes her and runs out. Yeah, and then she has, like, the U-line, like, oh, I'm knocked yeah, on first my time, bottom. Yeah, first like, time uh, I fell on my ass. <laughs> <laughs> Anyone knocked me on my ass. <laughs> uh, but uh, my name is Koriko? Where is that from? Oh, when, because uh, Kurunosuke almost oh. drops the, uh, the like, boy line oh, yeah, again. Yeah. So yeah. then, like, they finally ask what his name is yeah. instead of meat. And he, he makes up Kuroko. 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 And they're like, uh, oh, so old-fashioned. You're like, a, that's like an ancient <laughs> Japanese name. So. More the sisterhood being dumb. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, Tsukimi uh, is uh, talking to Clara. Kurunosuke leaves home talking to his uncle. Um, and just a casual talk with your uncle in the bath, you know. Yeah, because the uncle's visiting again to to get, like, a political favor. Yeah, with a glass of wine, and uh, Kornosuke wants to know Shu's history on woman, and the uncle, like, turns into, like, a coquette, and is like, oh, I can't tell you that! <laughs> You'll yeah. have to chase me! Like, he's got the tea, Yeah, Dan's like, hmm, I don't know if this would be my relationship with my uncle. <laughs> yeah, no, certainly yeah, not. Uncle but... <laughs> John, I don't know, yeah. But, uh, You've never, Dan? <laughs> Been nude while your uncle's there? Clearly, there's, like, some kind of story going on here. So, uh, you know, Kurunosuke... Kurunosuke. Kurunosuke. I keep saying... Just I, like water, I'll have to teach you. I'll reach you! Well, I keep P-U-M-P pump, Dan. I'm so used to saying uh, Mononosuke from, uh, from One Piece. So Mononosuke. I, uh, so, yeah, I apologize. Um, but, you know, Shu arrives home, and he's clearly in a fog, his pupils are, are whited out, mm-hmm. so, yeah. Yeah, and then Kurunosuke's like, oh, you look like a girl who just got molested. Another thing we can't really say nowadays, like, I mean, that, that, I and, mean. And it hits hard, because yeah, Shu is like, like, oh shit, was like, I molested? I just think that's the word for it, so yeah. he, then he just keeps going up the stairs, yeah. Yeah, and Hamamori is, uh. As always, waxing the car, and uh, Kurunosuke runs out to ask him, like, hey, can I borrow the car? And he's like, no, this has to drive for ten hours. Mm-hmm. But he's like, I have to chase Uncle down to get the the deets on Virgin Shoe. He gives the Uncle a call on, like, their garage phone mm-hmm. to the car phone. Yeah. And is like, tell me the truth. And he's like, why not ask him? He knows about it. Yes. And uh, Kurunosuke bribes him by saying, like, if you don't tell me, I'm going to put my fingerprints on your new wax job. Mm-hmm. And... You know, Hamamori just breaks immediately. It's like, well, you know, it was a long story back then. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And apparently Shu saw his father and 
Kordosuke's mother, the actress Lena Boinkin. Yeah, he he returned to the theater like <laughs> after a bad performance area. of Cats. Yeah, and I need to go home to, to like fetch his father. And then when he walked into the dressing room, uh, the two were fanoodling. Another so. reason theater traumatizes the masses. Dad. It does. You know <laughs> no good thing can come from theater, especially well. me. <laughs> The poster child, but uh, yeah, saw your father and your saw your father and your mother Lena fucking, um, not Shu's mom. Yes, who I guess like there's this older lady in some scenes. Is that Shu's mom? I assume, or like the housekeeper. We never I, know. I assume it's Shu's mom, but they purposely don't show her face, so I'm assuming well, it's they supposed do. To be... It's like poorly drawn, but yeah, yeah, it's like from a distance, so it's like we don't, we're not getting any focus on her at yeah. the moment. Uh, Shu asked to be driven somewhere, and then Hamamori's like, "Yeah, sure, why not?" Like that, that didn't dry. Yeah. Why does he get special privilege? Do they have a deeper connection with each other? I, I would. I is it so, a skate yeah. infinity thing? <laughs> I think so. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Tsukimi tasked with picking up shampoo and sees Shu outside. Uh, he's still in a fog and he asks her to just like, please shake my hand. Yeah. And then she does. And that's it. That's yeah. literally he's it. He's like, thank you for that. Maybe he wanted to feel human for a second. I don't know. Yeah. To, to ground himself after that experience. Yeah. So. A very odd, but he says, thanks. Sorry for the late visit. And then Tsukimi's like, what the fuck was that? Um, Shu, uh, Hanamori is like, Shu, I told Koronosuke about what happened to you. Mm-hmm. Sorry about that. Yeah. Um, that's heavy. And Shoko didn't do anything, but Shu still thinks they did. Yes. Uh, she's saying on the phone, like, you know, I didn't do anything with him, but I have enough evidence to... Leverage that against him, yeah. so. And then I'm gonna return his glasses to him, just like he did to Tsukimi. Yeah, another parallel there. Yeah, and Tsukimi is stunned at this whole interaction. Mm-hmm. And our first half of Princess Jellyfish is done. Only yeah. five episodes left. I, I'm intrigued. All right. We haven't watched anything like this. Like, I would well, say, like, not... Well, High School Host Club is close to this. Well, again, maybe it's because I, I kind of had a vibe from Oron before yeah. I had even... Yeah, Oron's more of a know. comedy. I yeah. think this is a little bit more of a, an introspective piece. Yeah, but I it feels really different to me, and it, it's kind of like... I don't know. There's there's nothing else quite like it so mm. far. So, but you enjoy? Enjoy, yeah. All right, definitely. Uh, any thoughts on what you think is going to happen in the last half? Where do you think our story's going to go, Dan? Always interesting to hear. Well, the manga series you said ran longer than this story arc of the show. Yeah. So I'm going to assume that the uh, the building that they're in does not get torn down. What? The Amamizuka? Because uh, they got to keep the sisterhood together. Uh-huh. Um, so that's going to be stopped somehow. Mm-hmm. Um, we won't find that out until the last episode. <laughs> based on your implications, I think maybe Shoko's going to get redeemed in some capacity. Uh, I do, I do like Shoko, yeah. With like, she her may and go Shu. Through, she may go through something, yeah. yeah. Um, and I I would assume that the, the pairing that we got to go with is, is uh, Zucchini and <laughs> Yeah, Zucchini and Koronasake. Koronasake, yeah. <laughs> Sam would say. Yeah. But yeah, that's... That's what I'm thinking. Interesting, interesting. And, and what of the other step girls? By step, yeah, what of the other girls? Are step they by find step, love? the gal pals will start to step out of their shells a little yeah, bit more. When they meet four new men in four episodes. Yeah, I, well, I don't think anything as cliche as that. I think it's just going to be that they all become a little more um, sufficient, like self-sufficient. Yeah. yeah. 
All right. Good yeah. thoughts to have. Yeah. Good opinions. We'll see how that shapes up in two weeks or so. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm interested to have you here when we finish uh, Princess Jellyfish. But before we go and introduce what we're watching next episode, where can our audience find us on social media, Dan? Uh, you can follow me at King underscore Danis on Instagram, uh, you know, for the art that we come up with. Mm-hmm. And I'll also try to get that on to places like Twitter and Threads at some point. Threads. And then our adjacent, <laughs> hey, people are, people yeah, are not, getting yeah, you know, steadily pissed. Don't worry. Uh, might remove blocking for some reason, so it's, it's strange times. Mm. Uh, but... And of course, our anime was not a mistake. Adjacent Facebook and, and Instagram, Instagram pages, accounts. yeah. And you can find me, Jonathan Kwiatkowski, at losing my J- losing my mind, JK on Instagram and the TikTok. You can follow me on Drink and Read JK on Twitter, or you can follow my other podcast, including Nightcaps at the Theater, where me and a couple friends get a little drizzy drunk and watch some movies, usually bad, mm-hmm. and uh, Drink and Read the podcast. I've got War and Peace. I've got Dune. If you want to listen to that as of well, yeah. in case you need a warm up for for Dune Two, yeah. so. Doom do. Yeah. Yeah. Doom do it. Doom full Yeah. 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 Uh, but Dan, what's happening next week in our timeline? Ah, uh, well, because, uh, you know. It's we, your birthday. It's my birthday, or it will be adjacent to my birthday. Yeah, it won't be at the same timeline for you, audience, but it'll yeah. be the birth month or birth week of Dan. In our timeline. So as a little treat to myself, yeah. um, I'm going to do a good movie podcast. I want a clue. Give me a clue. You're going to get a clue. A clue. Um, but of course, that does not mean we're stopping Gundam. Gundam will resume yes. uh, in my ep- episode after yep, yep. Jellyfish continues. Mm-hmm. Um, but for your first independent good movie podcast, you brought the critically acclaimed uh, <laughs> David Lynch film, Blue, Blue Velvet, Velvet yeah. uh, which obviously, as you noted, has been kind of a genre-defining film. Mm-hmm. Of, of that era, mm-hmm. uh, you know, beloved by critics and often discussed and dissected by future generations. I am not bringing a movie that is anywhere close uh, to that. I see. Uh, I I think this is kind of, uh, it kind of falls closer to being a cult classic, sort of. All right. Um, very much doing a lot of things ahead of its time, mm-hmm. but also, you know, kind of falling victim to, to probably its own silliness. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the, the main theme of, of next week's episode will be, uh, you know, I am showcasing this on Good Movie Podcast, but... You know, you're always brutally honest, like there's Chico. No, there's no rules. Yeah. So, uh, you know, if you if you think that it it would should be in the Sinister Six pot, mm-hmm. you'll you'll have to come to that uh, conclusion well, when we yeah. watch it. Yeah. Uh, I'll but have I to tear you down. I think it deserved a special spotlight because it certainly didn't get that in its theatrical run. <laughs> mm. So uh, it was released in theaters, you say? It was interesting. Uh, but, you know, the clue that I will offer is that we will be heading to Champion City, okay. a city full of heroes. Uh, and just try not to piss off the sponsors. Mm. Oh, I know what this is. Do mm. you? <laughs> I think I do. Yeah. 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 It doesn't have a huge Jackman in it? No. Oh. No. Oh, I don't know what it is then. Okay. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> hmm. We'll see you then, audience. Bye. Here at Anime Was Not a Mistake, we have one mission. Whether you be a magical girl, a giant fighting robot, a raccoon, or just a fan of podcasts in general, we hope to one day arrive at a definitive answer to the following question. Is anime a mistake?
While we obviously don't think so, there's no harm in expanding our Weeb Horizons now, is there? As of late, our humble little show is devoted to the analysis and discussion of movies, series, and episodes that show off that powerful art that is animation. However, none of this would be possible without listeners like you. If you like what you hear on Podbean, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, and more, then why not support us on Instagram at Anime Was Not a Mistake Podcast, or on Facebook at Anime Was Not a Mistake Pod. We promise to go happies on the sake with you. Join us, won't you? This time and the next. And with that, Dan and I leave you with a to-be-continued as the chill anime beats play. Sayonara. <laughs>